Joey, you love books, don't you? Yeah, I do. That's true. And I love wines, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I thought it would be kind of fun to do a podcast about finding great books and great wines that go with them. Oh, like a book club. A book club. Yes. That's a, a great idea. Book clubs. I like that. Should we do that? I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. Hello, and welcome to the Wine Pair Podcast. I'm Joe, your sommelier of reasonably priced wine, and this is my son, what? And my wine pairing partner in crime for today's episode, Giuseppe. Hello. (laughs) That's right. Today, I am super excited for this episode because I am being joined by my oldest son, although I still call him my baby, even though he isn't a baby, Giuseppe. We decided we'd give Carmela, your mom, the night off. Yeah. Yeah. God knows she needs it. She does, because (laughs) I think the podcast is quite a bit of pressure on her. I know. It's, uh, it's, you're a pretty dedicated pair. I, yeah, well, and, you know, I'm kind of a driver. I drive this thing. I know, it's true. While this may not quite be the wine pair that everybody out there in listening land is used to, it's still, I think it's still a legit pair because you're my son. We're a pair. We are yeah, a pair. A different, true. a different type of pair. A different a type good of pairing. Pair. <laughs> That's right. Um, so uh, I will say to uh, I call him Joey. His name is Giuseppe. Uh, Giuseppe is Italian for Joey. For those of you out there who may not know that, and just to make sure everything's legit, Joey, can you verify your age? I am 24 years old. Okay, I just wanted that PSA out there so people don't go, how old is this kid and why is he drinking wine with his oh, father? Oh, no, no, no. Right, right, yeah. right. Joey, uh, first of all, do you think I over-prepared for this episode? Well, I actually don't know how much you prepared. I mean, I, I to me, I felt pretty organic, right? I mean, we were, you know, we, I don't know, I felt pretty spontaneous, right? Yeah, you know, well, t- t- tell the people at, uh, in Listening Land how we kind of came up with this idea. You you were giving, we were giving your mom the night off, and yeah. you were like, what do we do? Exactly, it was sort of like that, and I think I, I might have piped in and been like, sure, I'll, I'll do it. And then you kind of were like, oh, you kind of had this idea of like, well, you like books. And so we could do books and wine seems like a good idea. Some to switch something up. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then we said, maybe book clubs. Exactly. Because exactly. people uh-huh. in book clubs very often they imbibe uh-huh. or they, they'll eat and they'll drink. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people do. And that's super fun. So Definitely. we thought it'd be kind of a fun thing to do to, you know, morph this into a being about not just books and wine, but book clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. And I did the books clubs. Okay. Hey, um, um, so we have three books and three wines that we're going to talk about, uh, and we're going to talk about why we chose these books. Mm-hmm. You chose the books, actually. You chose the books. More or less. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we, we talked about them. Yeah. yeah. And then I chose the wines that would go with them, and then we're going to taste and review those wines, which will be super fun, uh, but we will not taste the books. Oh, darn it. You know, books are one of those things, they smell better than they taste. <laughs> I'm worried that you know that. I, 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 no, I, I've, I, yeah. hey, you know, the thoughts occurred to all of us at one point. Gosh, I love that book smell. I wonder if I just, you know, no, I do, I do have to say, fruit, yeah. I do have to say though, if your wine smells like an old book, it's probably not a good wine. Oh, really? That's all I'm going to say. If it smells See, like a, I don't know. a musty old book, you might like that wine. I might want to drink that yeah. wine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, as a quick orientation for those of you who may be new to the podcast, this is what we do in each episode, not eat books or talk about books. <laughs> we Actually, it's about tasting and reviewing wines, wines that are reasonably priced, meaning under $20, that should be easy to find in a local store or online or whatever. So maybe you can find some wines you may like to try or you know adventure into. And today, again, we're going to combine that wine discovery with book discovery. So I think it'll be super fun. Okay. Now, the book club thing, I did a little research on the interwebs, Joey, because I was curious about it. Because I was like, COVID, did COVID kill the book club? Oh, I doubt it. No, I don't think it killed the book Uh club. I think, in fact, people were just finding out ways to do it, like, sort of, you know, virtually even. But I will say, like, Uh when you do it virtually, you can't do the food thing you can't do i mean you i guess you could do it individually it's different it's not yeah, as fun yeah so yeah. i kind of feel like people are gonna be jonesing if they haven't already started they probably already started but jonesing to kind of get back together and do mm-hmm. you know books and wine and and do that yes. all, do that thing um did you know this is the the research also that i found on the interwebs mm-hmm. that in 2020 about five million americans got together regularly Sometimes in person, sometimes virtually to talk about books. Wow. That's kind of cool. Good for them. 
Yeah. And it's kind of a thing, you know, people have been doing this. We think about, oh, book, book, a book club. Maybe that's a new thing. It's like people have been getting together forever to sit oh, and yeah. talk oh, yeah. about stuff. It could be about books. It could be about plays. It could be about news. It could be whatever. Like yes. this is a very common thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think this is kind of a cool thing for you and me too. And kind of this, this, we're kind of more like more being than just a wine pair. We are kind of a book and wine pair because, mm. you know, I was in, I was an English major and an yes. English teacher. Yeah. You were uh -huh. a theater major uh -huh. and you studied theater and you read a lot of plays. So that's true. I think this yeah. is kind of right up our alley. So. Definitely. Oh, yeah. for sure. So, um, so again, what we want to do in this episode is introduce you to three really intriguing books. I think we have three really interesting books to talk about. I agree. And then we're going to talk about these wines. And I think the wines are going to be intriguing, too. So it's going to feel it's probably going to not be quite as obvious. The, the book should be really compelling. And the wines should also tell a story. Mm. I think that's part of it as well. Because if you're mm -hmm. doing it for a book club, I think part of the fun is like, oh, this wine is different. Oh, why do we tell me a little bit more about this wine as much as you might want to talk about the totally. books. I feel like that's the way you talk about wine often, it seems like that's part of what actually draws you to wine is like this sense of the, the story, like where it totally. came from and the person who made it and, um, you know, the, the grapes, like all these things that kind of essentially make up a, a, a sort of a story. You know, that's totally right. And I like I, I joke that I'm a sommelier. I'm not a sommelier. Mm -hmm. All a sommelier actually means is a steward, like somebody who oh. helps you find wines. That's like all a librarian. It it, like a librarian. It is yeah. actually it's really true uh -huh. because a good sommelier will be able to tell you about the wine. Uh -huh. They'll be able to tell you the story behind the wine. They'll do exactly that. Like, I, I think you're right. It is yeah. like the librarian of of wines like oh you want you like adventure and and a little bit of romance yeah, here's some great books yeah. for you it's like oh you like uh spicy and uh, acidic wines oh here's something that you'll probably like yeah. so i actually think that's a great uh, you know, connection yeah. I, I also think that wine and books are sort of are one of those things where you know i think both of them have this sense of you know they're sort of highbrow yeah things right they're like they're, they have these sort of like connotations of like, oh, like sophisticated totally. people drink wine and read, and read books. books. And yeah. I think that, and I, yeah, I like the way that you kind of, uh, you know, you try to actually change that narrative about it and say, oh, no, it doesn't have to be this thing. It doesn't it's relegated to, be... to, you know, fancy schmancy people. I think that's and right. I feel the same way about books. You know, I think there's, there's books out there for everyone. Totally. And I actually think the books that we chose today, while there are, they are lit, I mean, they are literary books. They've won awards. They're well known, but they are very, they seem to me very accessible. Oh, I think so. So they're not like, yeah. oh, I don't, it's like, it's not like reading Dickens or Shakespeare. No, no. It, this is, these are very accessible, modern, good, interesting books. So we're going to yes. get to those books. Uh, now I'm really ready. We're going to get to those books in a second. But first, Joey, I have to do, or Giuseppe, I have to do, <laughs> I have to do our shameless plug. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. With uh -huh. a shameless plug. Okay. So if you like what you're hearing out there in listening land, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. I, I don't know why I'm talking high. And we would also really <laughs> appreciate if you would leave us an awesome rating and a review because then people will look at it and they'll go man that looks good um i should listen to that and if you want to reach out to us with ideas or thoughts or whatever you can dm us on instagram at the wine pair podcast or you can contact us on our website at the wine and giuseppe we do something every week on this podcast what we do every week is we tell the listeners out there someone we think they should tell about the wine pair podcast and this week you're gonna like this one oh. this week huh. i think you should tell the person at your local bookstore yes right yes for a couple of reasons reason one go to your local bookstore oh absolutely right yeah and reason two is they probably would like it they yes. probably like you know they want to talk they, as much as they want to talk about books they probably want to talk a little bit about wines don't you think oh i totally agree i mean i think people should talk to the booksellers more often, to be honest, you know, because it's easy to walk into a bookstore and not talk to them at all because, you know, you're just kind of browsing the shelves. But but yeah, talk Don't to them and talk to them about the wine pair. I think another good, you're making my brain go. Another good link is like, you know, somebody works at a bookstore, they probably really like books. Oh, yeah. So they're I mean, probably, I hope. I hope they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so probably somebody you want to talk to and get to know and because they may have some good ideas for you. Yeah. And same yes. thing like a wine shop, right? Yes. Like good yeah. idea to maybe get to know the person who runs the wine section at the wine store mm -hmm. or or at the grocery store or at the wine store. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they'll have some cool stuff for you to 
you know? So, Definitely. and yeah. mom and pop, like mom and pop stores, oh, even yeah. better. Like oh, it's yeah. a local, uh, local mm-hmm. wine shop or something. That's an awesome thing to do. Or a local bookstore. I think that's an yes. awesome thing to do. Okay. So tell them about it. Tell them about yes. us. Okay, Joey, we are going to give, uh, we're going to now, we're going to transition to the books that we chose for this. And Giuseppe, you are, you're an avid reader. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. true. And I will tell the people out there that you are really good about finding books. You're kind of like a book sommelier. You're really oh, good thank about you. No, you're really good about finding books that are great gifts for people, whether it's for birthdays or holidays. It's kind of your go to. But what I really like about what you do is you really do think about the person. Mm-hmm. You think about the person. What are they like? What do I think? And you don't you don't really ask them. I mean, you, you will ask. But I mean, you, you kind of have this intuitive sense of like who the person is and what they might like. Like every time you pick a book for your mom, she loves the book. It may take her a little while to get into it because she doesn't have a lot of time to read. But when she does, she always really likes the book. And I think you're really good about that. And I was thinking about this. It's funny that you talked about the sommelier thing because I think about this the same way that I kind of think about wine, like what wine we're going to drink if I'm going to serve something because I do think a lot about maybe not the people, but the food. So what's the right Mm. compliment? So enough about me, enough about me. I want to talk about you and I want to talk a little bit about how you chose the books today and then we'll talk about the books. So, you know, what was your criteria? What 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 made you choose the books that you chose? Well, I mean, a large part of it was, I mean, first of all, I, I you know, I, I read the books and I liked them uh, and I would recommend them. I think another part of it was that they're all, um, they're contemporary books, right? They're, they're, they're widely available. And again, I think they're pretty accessible mm-hmm. and, um, pretty eclectic too. I think that like, I, I mean, I think that my taste is a little, is a little on the adventurous side, yeah, on a little on the sure. transgressive sure. side, but <laughs> I do think that transgressive is a big word. By yeah. Me. Well, Thank I you. think, Thank you know, you I, but, but I do think that, um, but yeah, I do think that these, these books do still have wide appeal, even if they kind of tackle, um, a little, uh, adventurous subject matter. Well, actually, you know, so, so what I like about this too, is this, these feel like these are books that you would not just choose for a book club, but they're books that you choose for yourself, right? Oh yeah, I did. I certainly did. Yeah. Um, so why did you choose, let's go through each of the books and mm-hmm. let's talk about why you chose them and you can go in whatever order you want. Why I uh, chose to read them myself? Or no, like- why? Uh, well, I, I think more, why do you think these are good, compelling books to to oh, tell people that they okay. should read and maybe read in a group? Because I do think yeah. there's something a little bit different about like, there's books I read because I know I will like them and mm-hmm. I'm not sure I really, it's like, I don't know if people are going to really <laughs> yeah. want to talk about yeah, it because yeah, yeah. it's probably a nerdy book oh, or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like I love my non, my, my nonfiction, my historical, I don't think anybody wants to talk about it. Yeah. You read books about um uh, like medieval times. And salt. A lot. Yes. <laughs> like yes weird yes. stuff. Yeah. So I do think that there is something a little bit different about choosing books that people will want to talk about. So let's let's yeah. talk about that like that in the relation to these books you chose, let's talk about these books and why they're good to talk about in a group. Definitely. Yeah. Is there any book that you'd like to start with or Well, maybe we'll start let, let's start with A Certain Hunger. Let's start with that one. Okay, yeah. Should I give a little synopsis or just kind don't of Don't give just, away too okay, much, okay. but I do think a synopsis is a good idea. So don't give away yeah. the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically this book is about a a food writer who decides to start eating uh, her lovers. This is the craziest book. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you. It's, it's a, so yeah. awesome. It's great. It's really um I think it makes for a good book club book because I've, I mean as you said the the premise is is already outrageous. Uh, yeah, it's already something that's exciting and interesting and the the writing is really good and really vivid and yeah, she's just I feel like the the main character is probably is likely to be a, a kind of a polarizing figure. You know, she she is it's at once like you get a lot of she's very forthcoming yeah. and very um kind of a, a a personable authorial voice, but at the same time she kind of creeps you out yeah and i think that that is interesting there is that weird attraction like when you first talked about it's like this is too crazy i just don't know (laughs) but it's actually a really popular book and there is something it's like horror films you know like people like and i'm not saying this is a horror film book or anything but the people there is something about that like fear and stuff that it's kind of attractive so i think this will be kind of a i think this would be a super fun and fascinating book to read in a book club i just think it'd be just crazy (laughs) to talk about also uh 
Uh, anecdotally, uh, I read this book around the time I became a vegetarian. Oh my god! Did that, have, did that have any? Did it lead you to want to be a vegetarian more? Or yeah, were you tempted I, it to go may back have. To I mean, certainly not consciously, but um, <laughs> when she's eating men, I just like think that's a, I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it I like made it. me think about that. For I sure. like it. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go to the next one. The next one is called Luster. Yes. And we should I, yeah. say the first one, A Certain Hunger is by Chelsea Summers. We'll have all this information in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Luster is by Raven Leilani. Yeah. Luster is, I feel like this is a great book for people who are looking to explore just this sort of messier, more complicated dynamics of relationships, yeah. right? Like I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it for people who want to read something that's like a straight up It's not romance a straight up romance. Or like it's a not, raunchy yeah. kind of novel, even though there are certainly like lots of moments of seduction. It's an adult book. Things. Yeah. And it's, it's an adult uh, subject matter, but, but, and also I think approaching that in a very yeah a very sophisticated um, and 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 kind of interesting manner so what's a little synopsis of the book yeah basically it's about a, a young black woman who gets into a relationship with an older white man who's in an open marriage so yeah. it's really and we talked a little bit we are to, like joey and i are total nerds and I texted him the other day. I'm like, oh, my God, it just dawned on me. Luster, the spelling of luster, like, made me think. And, and you're like, what? And I'm like, luster, <laughs> it's not just about, like, a glow. It's about a person who lusts. And we were like, nerd yeah. out. Yeah, nerd out. Okay. Yes, fitting title. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one we're going to talk about is In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this book was a huge hit. It's it's a real genre bender and it's 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 subtitled a memoir but it's definitely not like a straightforward memoir there's a lot of sort of magical realism and um it's it's constructed in this really interesting way like each chapter has very a very short yeah, chapter very, very short, short chapters, chapters which yeah. which kind of makes it a uh, you know easy to read and yeah it's like it's all um each chapter is called dream house as blank so it's like dream house as uh, death of the universe dream house as utopia dream house as um you know uh, et cetera et cetera right um and it, yeah it's really cool it's i think it's some this is one that has wide appeal both because i think it's written in a really uh, a really accessible way, but also because it's so, it's so, there's so much going on. Like she brings so many different genres, so many different motifs and interesting ideas that I think it's something that, um, and what's the, a lot to it. What's the premise of the book? Yeah. Cause it is a memoir. So this yeah. is like, this is what I would call like a literary nonfiction. It's yeah, nonfiction, yeah. but it's not written, written in a very, it's not a straight narrative. It's not like an autobiography. Right. No, it is, no. it is, little chunks little chunks of observation in her life that are really like it's really compelling too i think in a book club would be fun because you wouldn't have to absorb the whole book at once you could actually Mm -hmm. take it in chunks in different book club meetings but anyway i cut you off what's the premise basically it's this uh writer's account of uh an abusive relationship that uh she had with uh, another woman in Mm -hmm. which she was uh abused and this was her was this her first relationship with another woman i i actually don't remember off the top of my head it if i remember correctly it was i think it was like definitely one of her first Mm long-term relationships perhaps her first long-term relationship because she has like a lot of reflections in the book about how like she talks about how they're in terms of like narratives of abusive relationships there are simply not a lot of narratives about uh same sex or like queer yeah. abusive relationships yeah. or and there's not a lot of narratives about those relationships period That's really right. so she talks about all these things of like um not her like being in the relationship and it being this very new thing and her not knowing like what is normal for this kind yeah. of relationship yeah. because i don't have any sort of like no one's really I, I don't know anything about this and so that in in her eyes, I think made her a little more vulnerable to that happening, and I think that's something she's trying to address as a writer in yeah. this book. Yeah, and I think too, like in the same, like Lester is about relationships, but not totally romantic. I mean, there's romance, but it's not about romantic relationships. This right. is another book about relationships. Yeah, it really is a book about. Even though you know, like I think it's a book about the challenges of relationships, really understanding who people are, mm. how you how you form or don't form good bonds in a relationship, totally. even though you may. St- 
stay in that relationship for a yeah. long time. So it's it's yeah. really compelling. I think I think it's and just the way it's written is so fascinating. Yeah, and I actually think now that I'm thinking about it, it's in a way it's similar to Luster because I think that like part of this like dream house idea is sort of like this crumbling yeah. fantasy. It was supposed to be a dream house. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like this thing that you like yeah, this like structure that you created in your head. Yeah. That's that you're so in love with and it's so beautiful, but then you become trapped inside of. And that's why I think it's such a, a brilliant uh, premise and such a such a, a frightening and, and wonderful book. And I was I was reading a little bit about it. You know, the the term dream house is actually derivative of like the Barbie dream house too. Oh yeah. Right? Like this oh, idea yeah. of like this perfect house, this this is the way it's supposed yeah. to go. You know, everything's fine and yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, to, I didn't find that that's that's so true. I feel like that's the other like main usage of that totally. title is totally. Barbie. Yeah. Totally. All right. So this is I can't wait. Okay, so this is fun. I think these books are awesome. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the wines because I had a ton of fun like choosing the wines to pair with them. And so again, the idea is the wine should tell a story as well. So they complement just like a with a food, they complement the book. So they have something to do with the book, but they're also a story in and of themselves. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I think, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. So the first one, A Certain Hunger, to me was the easiest because this, for whatever reason, the uh, the narrator of the story has a penchant for Italian men. And so yeah. a penchant, therefore, for <laughs> Italian food. And yes. actually, she makes her men into Italian food. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, so I thought, clearly, we're going to have to do a uh, Italian wine. And so I, there was actually a quote that she had which i thought was fascinating she or she said in 2011 my job sent me to live in italy and a friend remarked that now i could write my own version of eat pray love yeah i said only i'll write love pray eat the chick lit zombie book that no one ever asked for i just love that and so i think i wanted to choose an italian wine a lot of so again like in italy they I, i just read this again but in italy they think of wine as like the fifth food group it is part of eating like it's really part of eating and so naturally i was thinking okay we're gonna choose something especially because of the she makes roasts and weird stuff out of mm-hmm. italian men that it was going to be either a sangiovese or a nebbiolo and so I, I i went with sangiovese and you know the classic sangiovese is a chianti but i wanted to do one that was maybe a little bit of a twist so it's a it's not a total twist but it's instead of a chianti classico this is a chianti rufina and i think a chianti rufina is a little bit richer and a little deeper than a than a chianti classico and i think it goes really well with like red meat roasts and that kind of stuff i guess humans are red meat would humans be red meat i don't know oh <laughs> i've never thought about it before <laughs> but i think so yeah yeah and then there's that little tiny tie-in with hannibal when he does have that line about the classic eight is liver with fava beans and a nice Chianti. Oh, yes. Or Chianti, as he said. (laughs) So that one to me was easy. So we have a Chianti Rufina we're going to drink tonight. And I think it's a good choice and fun to talk about when you're talking about eating people. Come on. Oh, come on. Right. (laughs) It's like, come on. What else would you have but a Chianti? Uh, But it's a Chianti Rufina. The second one, Luster, uh, there was a tie-in here. And I wanted to twist the wine choice. So there was a, there is a, uh, there's a couple of, of really interesting quotes out of the book. One of the quotes out of the book is the young woman who's in the relationship is talking about, she kind of freely admits that this is kind of a boring guy. And at one point yeah, she says, so true. I let myself be awed by his middling command of the wine list, which I just <laughs> thought was like, oh my God, is she talking about me? Anyway. <laughs> So that quote really cracked me up because I can see this person like me, a totally pretentious middle-aged man, trying to impress young people with their knowledge of wine. <laughs> anyway, but he does one point in the book, he she comes to the restaurant and he has ordered a Cote de Rhone. And so my feeling is if he re- ordered a Cote de Rhone, he's probably re- ordering a red Cote de Rhone, like a GSM, like a, a GSM That's blend. That's typical. That's typical. Thing, okay. And most of the... most. Cote de Rhone's are red. I think only 10% are white. So hmm. I wanted to choose a Cote de Rhone white. It's Cote de Rhone. It's, it's in the book. But I think another, because only 10% of white of wines in the Cote de Rhone region are white, I mm-hmm. think that's a cool thing to talk about. Yeah, I think definitely. it ties in with the book because it's in the book, but also like, hey, we're going to try this wine you've probably never had before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really fun tie-in. 
Oh, I'm so excited. And a Cotarone, a white Cotarone can be complex, which I think is interesting, just like the relationship here. It can mm. sometimes mm. it can be even sometimes people say a little off putting. It can have like vegetal notes in it, which oh. which is not like something you really want to drink like yeah, asparagus well, yeah, or whatever, see, right? Yeah. So so I think this will be a fun thing to talk about. Uh and sometimes it can even be spo- smoky or spicy, which I think mm. is fits in well with the book. Totally. The final wine for me was the hardest to choose. So this is the one for uh in the dream house, but I think we have a winner. The the I was trying to I was kind of trying to go through and see if I could find something where they talk about wine. And there are a couple of times where they talk about wine. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one of these is in the dream house in the chapter called Dream House's Ending, the author or the uh, writer says, well, I guess it's the author is the mm-hmm. same as mm-hmm. the as the narrator. She says, Should I loop back to a memory from the dream house, a lovely one? Will that work a between what could have been and what was? A memory of the two of us freshly returned from a local winery, sipping on a spicy Zinventel and eating some kind of feta dip and telling a story. So first of all, if you're going to read this book in, in a book club, you better serve Zinfandel <laughs> and a spicy feta dip. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And is it feta or feta? I say feta, but Why do I, say I don't know. Feta? I don't know. No, no, but I like it. I, I don't like know. It. So I think it up. I think Zinvendel is, and I always say it. Always sounds like I'm saying Zinvendel, but it's Zinvendel. Mm. I think Zinvendel is a really interesting choice of wine. We did we did it in a in a previous episode, but it's a red wine that's actually big bodied, high alcohol. But if it's done right, it's very approachable. It can be mm. spicy, especially like California Zinvendels can be very spicy, but it can be very juicy, very uh very approachable kind of like a crowd pleaser and mm. so i think if you choose carefully your zinvandel and i think we've got a really good one today that would be a great conversation piece uh that's a good choice so the one that we chose today and we'll we'll talk about it it's from michael lavelle it's michael lavelle zinvandel and um, michael lavelle zinvandel is a black owned winery so i think that's cool the wine bottle is beautiful i think that's part of a conversation piece as well because they're just there aren't a ton of black owned wineries mm. and and this is great so they describe their Zinfandel this way. The Iris Zinfandel is intentionally mysterious and cerebral. You can't quite pin down what's happening, but you want it to keep happening. Oh, this is perfect. It's that perfect. totally reminds me of the book. It's perfect. Yeah. And so, like, that is a great choice. And so we'll talk about it, and we're going to taste it in a little bit. Um, and again... Wine, book, good compliments for each other. Super fun. So um, we're, enough with this jibber-jabber. We've got notes in the uh, in the show notes about like links to the books and links to the wines and all sorts of information, what White Coat Derone is. But Joey, I think it's time to taste some wine. What do you think? Uh, totally. All right. Yes. Give us a second here. We're going to uh, we're gonna take a break. We're going to fill our glass with our first wine, and then we'll be back. Woo! Okay, we are back. You ready, Joey? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, our first wine, while I'm talking about the wine, you can smell it and, and start to you know put some of those thoughts together. This is from Fattoria di Bascino Chianti Rufina. This is from Italy, from Tuscany. The producer is Fattoria Bascino. This is a 2018. This was about $15, and I got it at a place called Invino. And this is 13.5% alcohol, and it is 95% Sangiovese, and then it is 5% Colorino. And the wine spectator actually, wine spectator actually gave this wine a 90. So we'll see. I, I usually trust them. And the book, again, that we are pairing with this wine is A Certain Hunger by Chelsea Summers. Giuseppe, what do you think you are smelling with the Chianti Rufina? Leather. Really? Definitely Are you leather. getting leather? Yes. That's a really interesting thing to get right off the bat. I'm, you know what I'm getting is meat. Mm. I'm not kidding. I feel, I feel like I'm smelling like, like a cured meat. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I am getting some like red, like cherry, cherry on there. I mean, am I allowed to say grape juice? Yeah, you can, but that's <laughs> like, you know, that's fine. No, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. If you smell grape juice, that's what you smell. I, th- I think it does have a grapey, it does have a little bit of a grapey smell to it, but I think I'm smelling a little bit more cherry than grape. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's something um there's something umami or meaty about this wine. The leather I'm getting, little tar, little mm-hmm. like uh like the, you know, like black top. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's taste it and see what we think. Ooh. That's pretty good. It's actually much much fruitier in the mouth than mm. I think it, the smell is. It's definitely got like a black cherry kind of taste to it, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. What else do you think you're tasting? Hmm. Do you taste any of that leather? I do. Like something about it is just like 
Yeah, like leathery, like not in an unpleasant way, but I, yeah, definitely know, I, that. I kind of feel like Sangiovese can be a wine that's both high tannic and high acid. I feel like this wine is chewy. I kind of totally chewy. agree. I fi- I'm finding myself doing that. Like it's, there's a thickness yeah. for sure, like a, a bloody quality perhaps. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too, like it goes well with... Uh, a certain kind of hunger because it is kind of blood. It does kind of have it a is, dried, it's giving me like blood. Yeah, blood. look at this. No, it's seriously, it's so uh, dark, but but not really, but red. Yeah. You know, I mean, not like just like purpley dark, like red dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm not getting as much of the smell. Like I'm getting a little bit of, um, actually a little tobacco maybe in mm. the taste. Mm. I'm not getting a ton of leather. I'm getting that chewiness. I'm getting red fruit, like a dark red fruit. I'm maybe getting a little wood on it like a little wood and spice a little spice mm-hmm. on it yeah like, almost like um maybe not pepper but almost like cinnamony or something mm-hmm. i don't know oh yeah are you definitely. getting that at all i'm definitely now that you say it uh pepper uh, sounds yeah like a black pepper yes like for like sure. you just freshly squeeze some black whatever mm-hmm. you, you, you freshly don't squeeze, squeeze you don't pepper. squeeze what do you do you grind yeah, it, yeah, you grind right. it <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Um, what do you, I mean, uh, what food might you pair with this wine? Like braised male butt cheeks? <laughs> yeah, yes, that is actually. In the book. A, 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 a rump roast. Pairing, yes. She does a rump roast. She does, An yeah. Italian man rump roast. I mean, I don't know. I think it would be great with, I, I rarely ever eat with meat. wine. or And I don't eat meat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anything like a red sauce or something oh like God. that. Or a little like a... a eggplant dish or something would be really good you know what you i think you nailed it something like an eggplant parmigiana yeah 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 or like i think i think a rich red sauce a ragu sauce definitely would be really good with this like this is good stewed meats Mm, this is mm. also a good charcuterie board uh wine like you know cheeses and meats and that kind of stuff it is not for the faint of heart like Mm. this is a chewy juicy rich wine i think i don't love cabernet but i feel like people who like cabernet might like this wine a little bit and it's good with food you know what this would be really good with Mm. we should ask kira your your girlfriend i think it'd be really good with a burger oh yeah i think i'm sure that it would be yeah or pizza or something like that Mm. okay so let's talk about what rating we'd give this wine so as a reminder to you and to the people at home we rate on a scale of one to ten there's no halvesies you can only do one one a solid number what do we call the whole numbers uh one through ten and a seven and above is really good rating like seven is we're gonna buy it and you know on up the chain a four and below is like we're not gonna buy this we we are definitely not only not gonna buy it we're probably gonna pour it out five or six is like yeah it's not bad i don't think i'd buy it but i definitely Mm -hmm. you know drink it five is like you're getting like i'm not so sure but you know if i'm feeling good i'm gonna keep drinking it so anyway i'm rambling what rating would you give this wine and you have the right to go back and change your rating at any point during the podcast. I want to say like a seven. Mm. Por qué? Um, I, you know, I, gosh, I feel like I'm not a great judge of wine, but I, I think that if generally like when I drink alcohol, I don't always want something that is s- so thick and so heavy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so like such, yes, yeah, such really like staying in my mouth like that. Mm-hmm. But that said, if I if I was in the mood for that sort of thing, I feel like which which I seldom am. But if I was, I feel like this would be the one to drink. Yeah, and I and I do think you know, especially Italian wines. It's actually I think true of French wines as well. They are meant to be had with food. Yeah, and so I think it would change. Like you know, I would drink this just you know sitting at a bar or something. Hmm. But it's better with food. It really is I'm better sure with is. food. Yeah, I really like this wine, mm. and I'm not just biased because mm. I'm Italian. Okay, I am biased because I'm Italian, but I really like this wine. I think it's a great wine. I'm giving it a solid eight. Yeah. Uh, This is, I've obviously bought it because I bought, you know, like a case of it, but I just think it's a really good, nice wine, and I think it's a good choice. You know, again, like for a book club, if you're like, uh, want to tr- have people try something a little different, you can say, have you ever had a Chianti? Oh, yeah, I've had a Chianti. Have you had a, Ch- a Chianti Rufina? Oh, I'm not sure. Let's try it. I think that's kind of a fun thing to do. How often do you give eights? Like how many eights? Not a lot. Really? Not a lot. Have you given any nines, tens? I've given maybe a, a couple of nines, never given a ten. Wow. And never given a one. We've given several twos and threes and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. That is high price. But I've, I've, never, yeah. I've never given a ten and never given a one. So wow. we'll see. Okay. We're going to take a break and we're going to clean out our glasses and we're going to try our next wine. 
All right, we are back and we are ready for our next wine. So this one is the, this has got a really long name. Oh, and there's a plane flying by. Okay, this is Pierre-Henri Morel Laudon Côte du Rhone Villages. So this is a white Côte du Rhone. I don't even know if I said it right. Um, this is from France. It's from the Rhone region. This is from, I think this is a southern Rhone wine. The producer is Pierre-Henri Morel. Uh, this is a, that was pretty good, I think. Um, mm. This is a 2021. Uh, I got it at tw- total wine, so it was $12.79 with the member discount. How about them apples? Um, and this is made of three grapes, or 14% alcohol. The last one, I'm not sure if I said it, it's 13.5% alcohol. This one is 14, which is a lot for a white wine. I think I feel like 14% alcohol is a lot for a hmm. white wine. This is made from Grenache Blanc, Claret, and Bourbolenque. I, Bourbelaine. I'm not sure how you say it. I've never, I don't, I've never had this wine before. I'm super excited about it. I don't even know what those, I don't even know how to pronounce those grapes. Grenache I've had, but I don't think I've ever had a Grenache Blanc. And uh, again, the, we are pairing this wine, wine with the book Luster by Raven Leilani. And so Joey, Giuseppe, what do you think you are smelling? Um, so I wrote some things down and I don't mean them in a negative way, but they were just what came to mind. I have ice urine and mm. french fries really yeah you have really do you, are they negative you're thinking this <laughs> no i don't i it's actually not it's not unpleasant but those were just the those were just the things that popped into my head well what's interesting about this wine i think is it smells a little bit to me like a sauvignon blanc even though it's no sauvignon blanc in it mm. the reason for that is i'm getting some apple but i'm also getting oh. like pineapple Oh like, yeah, I'm getting I like that now. like a little yeah. citrusy. There's a little bit of citrus tropical yeah. fruit, but I got uh-huh. a, the first whiff of it. To me, was like apple or even like a like an apple um, cider, like a spicy. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I smell that. And it's like a to me, it's like um we've actually gotten like specific sometimes. I almost feel like this is a red delicious apple. Like it's one mm. of those kind of uh, mealy, like our last mm. name, like a mealy kind of spicy apple. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's got, it feels like it's got some, instead of like that crunch, it's got a little bit of chew on it. Do yes. you know what I'm, I'm totally dork. I know I'm no, totally No, 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 I, I, I think you're right. I like the smell. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. you got the urine, but that's not, you know, that's not an uncommon thing to smell. I'm not I getting just smell, it. I don't know what it is. I, I, I just, every so often I go, yo, that's, that's urine. You know, I think it might be that acidy, there's citrus, there's definitely citrus mm. and acid. Mm-hmm. And so I think that can have a little bit of that like acidy kind of smell to it. Sure. When sure. I smell my pee, that's what I smell. Like. Oh God. Ew. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I can't believe I said that. Your mom, <laughs> your, your mom would be very disappointed. Don't tell her I said Joe. it. Okay. Uh, let's taste it and see what we're tasting. This is nice. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm really liking this wine. Yeah, it's, it's really got, good. It's got a nice God, smell. What does this taste like it's, it's reminding me of something. It to me, it's got a tropical fruit taste. It has almost like a little bit of pineapple, almost a little banana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'm definitely getting the tropical for sure. It's really nice though. It's flavorful. It's fruity. It's not super sweet. It's got sweetness on it, but it's not super sweet. It does have an apple. I am tasting apple mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. What are, what are you? T- do you have any kind of taste that you feel like you're tasting? Like think about like fruits or vegetables or something that you may taste in it. Um, gosh, I just wanted to say Capri Sun, but that doesn't actually no, that, <laughs> that doesn't count. No, that's totally legit. But in I fact, am getting a little Capri Sun. I'm, in fact, I am getting that like apple juice, apple cider, yeah. kind of taste to it. Uh huh. So yeah. I, I I think that's totally legit. Yeah. Yeah, I, it is. I bet there's apple juice in that, right? Or something. maybe there's no yeah, juice yeah. in it at all. No, actually, actually I think yeah. I think those juice boxes. I'm not kidding. You, there's juice patches. They're like they'll say like grape on them, but they're still like 85 yeah. percent apple juice with I, a little grape flavoring in them. Yeah, I have no idea, but that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's like what are we going to put in here? We can't afford <laughs> strawberry juice. Yeah. I don't even know. Is the strawberries have juice? Uh, can you juice a strawberry? Uh, I, maybe. And I say maybe, strawberry. By yeah. The way. Strawberry. Maybe send us a message and and let us know. Yeah, let us DM us or send us a note uh, if you can juice a strawberry. Like, I know you can put a strawberry in a juicer. I am asking about whether you can make, like, a strawberry cider. Okay, somebody's going to nerd, somebody nerd out on us and tell yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just keep getting Capri Sun. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's very refreshing, right? It's it's very, um, it's got a very different mouthfeel than the last one, I would say. You know, it's got a little bit of, um, it's got a little tannin on the back of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. at the end, a little bit of tea. Oh. Almost like tea. Like a little bit of a, like a something tea-like. Like a green tea? 
kind of something green like on the a green sorry green like something <sighs> tea like on the on the finish. Oh yeah, that sort of um like bitterness perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that kind of like drying out the mouth kind yeah. of taste to it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I I get that actually. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I like it. I think this would be a wine your mom would really like. And I'm actually surprised because I you know like sometimes total wine I'm like I don't know what you guys are picking up, but this this is not bad. Okay, so what food? What food might you pair with this white Cote d'Iron? Gosh, I don't even know. I mean something. Uh, I don't think something like meaty, right? Like maybe like a salad like yeah. a delicious salad you i think know? so i think it'd be I'd, I'd drink it with a salad in fact um you know what i'm thinking of is your grandma uh your your mom's mom makes a salad and she when she makes a salad often she'll put like feta cheese in yeah. it feta che- and yeah. apples i think that'd be great and apples yeah, that was what i was thinking of too and yeah it uh-huh. actually would be good like i kind of feel like one of those like like you know sometimes they put fruit in to salads mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nuts you can't have nuts joey but it would be good with them but but i think it, this would be good like i think it actually be good with like summery salads strawberry salads fruity yeah. salads i think it would be really nice i think summery is yeah it is giving me a summery kind of feeling totally this this yeah. wine has a summer vibe to it yeah i agree like to me this is a good wine i could see this like you're having a summer book club and you're outside and you're having a charcuterie board and you're just hanging out and it's kind of warm Gosh, that would be great yeah i think it would be super fun oh yeah Totally. And you're having like a nice salad or something, you know, with your group and you just want to do something kind of summery and fresh. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Do you think, how do you think this wine pairs with the book? I mean, we kind of, I kind of went off on a, on a limb making it a Coteron, but a white Coteron. Mm-hmm. It's almost not, it's not uh, spicy or it's got a little spice to it, but it's almost not, um, the urine might've worked better if it had tasted yeah. more like urine. Yeah. I, I think that <laughs> it's probably the right wine for a certain time in the book. Like, you know, I remember there's this one p- part in the book. I think they go to like wild waves or something no, together. No. And that's like maybe like one of their first like dates. And God. I feel like this would be a good wine for that part in the book. I think it's like earlier on in the book. Um, kind of like fun and like a little bit like. Un- and a little like bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple, a little simple. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'd say simple, but, but like. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, you know, like the, the summary, like again, like that feeling of being at wild waves or something, you know, that's kind of giving me that impression. I feel your vibe. I feel your vibe. Okay. What rating are you going to give this wine? Uh, maybe like a six. Okay. So you wouldn't buy it. You wouldn't buy it. I don't think so. Yeah. But I liked it. I did it. I I, I did enjoy drinking it. I, you know, I think I'm going to give it a seven. I think I might buy this wine. I will definitely drink it. So a six Again, six is not a bad score at all. A six no, is like, I, I don't think I'm going to drink yeah. it. I just might not buy it. And if yeah. there were other choices, like I'm at a mm-hmm. restaurant and there are other choices, I probably would choose something over it. But mm-hmm. but if it's there and, and, and all they have left other than that is Chardonnay, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, heck, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's no, my, that's totally how. Chardonnay yeah. bias. I, no. uh, but I do think for uh, for people, like, again... I know I'm nerding out on this, but it's like you're 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 doing a book club and you want to introduce the group to something different and you want to talk about like have the wine as a part of a conversation piece. I think this is a really cool choice because, again, yeah. it's not super common and it's nice. It's refreshing. Yeah, totally. OK, we are going to take a break and we're going to try our last wine. Ooh. OK, we are back and we are ready to try our last wine. This is. The Michael Lavelle Iris Zinfandel. This is from Lodi, California. The producer is Michael Lavelle. Uh, this is a 2018. The price was $23, so just a little bit over our price, but that's okay. It's close enough. And um, I'm not sure that you can find this at a lot of retailers, but they do have a website, sipmichaellavelle.com. So that's where you can find it. It's 14.2% alcohol. It's all Zinfandel. And again, the book that we are pairing with this wine is In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. Giuseppe, what are you smelling? Okay, here's what I wrote down. Uh, Fire Mm -hmm. slash smoke. Mm -hmm. Cabinet, like Mm -hmm. the inside of a cabinet. Wood, yeah. Also, incense Mm. slash Mm -hmm. church. Mm Mm-hmm. Incense is good. Yeah. Incense is really good. It definitely has a smoky smell, but like an incense-y smell. Aromatic smoke. Yes. If I were to give it like a smoke, like a a normal wood smoke, it'd be like a cedar. Something like with a lot of smell to it, you know, like a cedar smell. But it's spicy. This is, remember we said. Very, very. Remember the quote was a spicy Zinfandel? They were, they Uh had come and drink. Oh, this This is is a spicy spicy Zinfandel. It's spicy. 
I'm smelling um, plum or black cherry. Like mm. there's a dark yeah. red fruit yeah. on this. Uh-huh. It's nice. I'm totally smelling I'm, all those yeah. smells though. Like the smoke, the incense. I'm all almost like a almost like a gun smoke too. Yeah. Like a, like a yeah. gunpowdery kind of smell. Totally. I, I, but yeah. nice, not off-putting. It's no, like, really, really it's nice. delicious yeah. smelling. Like mm-hmm. fascinating. I think this would be a great wine. Again, this is a black-owned winery, so I think that's a cool conversation piece. The the uh, label is beautiful, mm-hmm. but, but the wine is really fascinating. Like this is a cool wine. It's a really, I think, complex wine. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm really enjoying smelling it. You know what? I'm also smelling maybe a little licorice. Sorry, a little oh, licorice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little black licorice, but let's taste it. Sorry. No, no. Oh, it's got a lot going on. Oh, wow. It's got a lot going on, but I'm tasting, I am getting cherry. I'm getting cherry. Like I a black cherry, that. don't you think? Yeah, Like totally. a black cherry. What else are you ta- Are you tasting any of that smoke or any of that wood? I definitely am. There was something I had, and yeah, the spicy kind of like cinnamon flavor I think is there as well. This has got, yes, this is, you know, the last one we said was pepper. I mean, not the last one, the Chianti had pepper. Mm-hmm. This has paprika or mm. cayenne pepper. Like it's got a spicy yes. pepper on yeah. it, like a spicy red mm. pepper on it. It's so funny that it gives me this, this yeah, this like uh, kind of the most burning feeling in the back of my throat, mm-hmm. um, which again is, is n- but it's not like unpleasant. No. You know? It's like a, t- or rather uh, like a tingling. Not so much a burning, but like a tingling. I will say this is the, like if you get a a Zinfandel, especially like a California Zinfandel, because they're so high alcohol, they can be racy. They can be hot. This does have a little heat to it. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's not like the California heat that I can't like the California heat in wines that I mm-hmm. can't stand, which is like too much, like overpowering. Like mm-hmm. I can't taste anything except the alcohol. Like this is nice. It's got yeah. a really nice flavor. It's a comp- it's complex. It's yeah. compelling. It's interesting. It would go like what food might you have with this wine? Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to say like this is something the viewers or the, the listeners won't really understand, but like definitely some like oh like Uncle Fury's Putanesca. Putanesca is a great choice. Yeah, yeah, something sp- actually a little spicy. Like yeah. Southern Italian foods sometimes are a little sp- like I put hot peppers in it, yeah. like hot pepper flakes. You know what I could totally have this with? Mm-hmm. Or see this with? You know when you have a pizza and you put the red pepper flakes on it? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Right? Oh, like even totally. if you had the cheese pizza uh-huh. and you put those red pepper flakes on it and then a little extra Parmesan, like this is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, this definitely. Is, and maybe if it had like sausages or something like that. Yeah, but know. even if not, I'm thinking about you because oh, you're yeah. vegetarian. Oh, like, yeah. Well, yes. you, you know, something <laughs> yeah. spicy. Is there any vegetarian dish that you might like think this would go well with? Like, like a, uh, you love like Mexican food, like bean burritos and huevos rancheros, or is this too much for that? That's too much. Too much. I think it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I it to me, I don't, I don't know. It, it does. Maybe this is like my my bias, but I do think it it would suit a lot of Italian dishes. I think so frankly. as well. Yeah, and interestingly enough, Zimbadel is primitivo. That is oh, Italian yeah. grape. Yeah. So. so yeah, I think yeah. it would go well with that. Totally, I'm with you. Okay, I'm liking this wine, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm biasing you and everybody else. But what rating would you give this wine? Gosh, I feel like I'd give it like a nine. Ooh, yeah. You really like it. Yeah, I, wow. I, I enjoy it. I want to I want to know more about it. You know, yeah. I want to explore. Yeah, I'm giving this, I'm going to give it an eight. It's a pretty generous eight. Uh, there are, uh, maybe I'm biased by the Turley, but this is a really nice wine. Uh, this is a really, really nice wine. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm super psyched that we try it because I've had this in the cellar and I've been waiting to try it and I, it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Okay, so we do this thing, your mom and I do this thing. What wine are you finishing tonight? I think you're finishing the Zinfandel. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And And... Uh, because you're going to finish that one, I'm going to finish the Chianti. How about that? And Perfect. then you know what? We're going to yeah. give the white to your mom because she's going to love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she will. Okay, yeah. uh, Giuseppe, we're going to do now uh, taste profiles that are expected from these wines. So we're going to start first with okay. taste profile with the Chianti Rufina. Mm-hmm, would be mm-hmm. cherry, yeah. ro- roasted tomato, sweet balsamic, oregano, espresso, oh. red currant, raspberry, fig, dried flour, Leather, wood smoke, tobacco, clove, cinnamon, clay pot, and cured meat. Interesting. We got some of those. We got some of those. I love clay pot. That's my favorite. And then the review of this wine said berry, cherry, and violet aromas and flavors. Not violent, violet. Ah. Although violent would go well with the book. So we did okay. We did okay. We did. Hey, we got some. Okay. 
All right, so the Cote de Rhone, the white Cote de Rhone, it's hard to find a lot of uh, reviews on it. Jeb Dunnock, who's a, a reviewer of this wine, the 2018 version of this wine, said white peach, tangerine, and floral notes, as well as a kiss of pineapple. We did get the kiss of pineapple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of floral. Okay, uh, normal flavors might be uh, melon, pear, peach, white blossom, lemon rinds. We were getting lemon. Mm-hmm. Spicy, white pepper, fennel, licorice. Saline. Oh. I don't know if I got licorice, but saline. You got it for one of them. I don't remember. It was the last one. one. I think it was oh, the last oh, one. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, so we didn't do Wait, awesome saline? on that one. Saline, like salt water. That's not oh. uncommon in a white wine. Oh. Okay, and the Zinfandel taste profile, blackberry, strawberry, peach preserves, cinnamon, sweet tobacco. In Lodi, it would be raspberry jam. I can taste that now. Peach preserves, blackberry, bramble, hickory, star anise. From the website, they say the aroma is... Lush blueberry, black currant, boysenberry, and figs, alongside notes of dark chocolate, vanilla, and cinnamon. Mm. And then on the palate, ripe raspberry, red cherry, and Madagascar vanilla bean. Interesting. Mid-palate, continued fruit with subtle savory elements of autumn leaf, cedar, rounded plush, oh, wow. t- rounded plush tannins that extend into a long finish featuring black cherry, blackberry, and cocoa nips. Oh. So that's interesting. Yeah, we we definitely got some. We got some of that. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely getting the cherry, and mm-hmm. I got some. We got the wood, the cedar, those kinds of things, yeah. and the spiciness, like the cinnamon, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, hey, it's not a contest. It's not no, a it's contest. Co- it's Giuseppe. cool though to hear, you know, that that your your impressions are kind of echoed by the. Yeah, by and the you know, way. I mean, like taste is taste is subjective, and you know, anyway, it's a fun. Yeah. thing. I just think it's a fun thing to do. In fact, if you're doing a book club, it's a really fun thing to do. Maybe to have people yeah. write down like. What spend five minutes? What are your impressions of the book? What are your impressions of the of the wine? And then talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I like. that. I feel like it's that would be a good thing to do with a book, kind of something that's sort of automatic, right? Yeah. Like I feel like it. You know, that's kind of the beauty of book clubs, right? Is that you? You don't. It's not like this, like academic exercise. Right. It's just like no, like it's this fun. Is, this is what I got. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that was super fun, Giuseppe. Yeah. Thank you very much for doing oh it. Oh my gosh, my and pleasure. I, Thanks super, for having me. We're gonna do this again because it's super yeah. fun. This is super fun to do. Um, and and. For those of you out there in listening land, we would like to thank you very much for listening to us. The Mm -hmm. Wine Pair, this new version of the Wine Pair, not new. It's just a, it's the corollary version of the Wine Pair. (laughs) It's the every once in a while we're going to do this version of the Wine Pair. And while you're thinking about it, we think you should subscribe and give us a nice rating. And we'd love to hear from you and tell us if you can, you know, juice a strawberry. So you can reach (laughs) out to us on our website at the Wine Pair. We must know. We have to know. Yeah. Thewinepairpodcast.com. It's with a the. You can email us at joe at thewinepairpodcast.com. Giuseppe will see it too. I'll forward it to him. Oh, uh, yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can DM us with ideas about episodes or books or wines and yes. books and wines that you might want to pair together or books you might want to eat or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, and tell everybody you know about us and your mom and your, your family and friends and your children about it. And we'd like to thank you very much for listening to the Wine Pair Podcast. And we'll see you next time. And as we like to say, life is short. So stop drinking shitty wine. Bye-bye. Bye. Too much, always drink too much, always drink too much.